Hey guys, as we were getting into this episode, we realized there is just a lot to unpack here. So today, this is part one of the inevitable relationship struggles that you'll face. Hope you'll enjoy. Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Fools in Love Podcast. What's up, everybody? We're back and better than ever. Well, I don't know if we're better than ever, but we're back and we are here. <laughs> Today, we're going to get into it quick. So here's the thing. Nobody wants to fight, right? I mean, nobody really wants to fight. Nobody wakes up and says, let's just have a fight. Let's have an argument. But whether you're new to your relationship or not, you know that these things tend to happen. Yes. Even with us, I mean, I know it's hard to believe, but we do fight and yell at each other. Not that infrequently. That's right. Even the fool's in love, y'all. So rest easy. (laughs) But it's just really the nature of being in a relationship, especially in close quarters. And I know many of us, have been in closer quarters recently than we might have ever been, and tensions tend to run high. So with that in mind, today we're going to get into some of the inevitable problems you'll face when you're in a relationship. But before we do that, I want to do a quick review shout out. Can I do that, Meg? Yeah, go for it. Oh, thank you so much for that permission. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, this one was from Britt Bennion, and she said, a must-listen-to show. So glad I found Megan and Brandon. They are fantastic hosts. I highly recommend the listen. Well, thank you so much, Britt, and we appreciate you. And please go ahead and head over after this episode and leave us a review, and maybe we can give you a shout out on the next episode. Okay, so I want you guys to know, first and foremost, that it's okay to fight in your relationship. Like, I think that we have this crazy idea that somewhere along the line we all picked up that, like, fighting is this terrible, awful, horrible thing that nobody should do. And we just try to keep it quiet in society like, oh, yeah, our relationships are all perfect and lovely and we don't fight. And, you know, Brandon never ticks me off and I'm never irritated with him. And I think we all tend to do that. But we just want to tell you right now, it's okay to fight. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of times we look at like the curated world. And like you said, I mean, people people don't fight and you look at them and it's funny, too, because I'm guilty of this, too. But you look at the people and you're like wow, they're just perfect. They have it all figured out. They must have it figured out. And we know enough couples, y'all. We know you. You don't have it figured out all the time. And that's okay. Like Meg said, we want to put your mind at ease. And as a matter of fact, I would argue that if you aren't fighting, then you may have more of a problem because you're either ignoring the issues, you know, biting your tongue, like we all do from time to time, or maybe you're just not really challenging each other enough. Yeah. And you guys, we've been through some difficult times in our relationship, but even now when I feel like we're in a really good place, there are still just inevitable problems we have and arguments that are going to pop up. So with that in mind, today we're going to break down a number of those inevitable relationship problems that you've either experienced or if you haven't, you're going to at some point in your life. (laughs) That's right. And even more than telling you about them, we are going to aim to help you work through them. And here's the most important part. So please hear this. You're going to work through them together with your partner. And you want to make sure too that your arguments are productive and that they actually serve a purpose other than just to stress each other out. So 
we want to right off the top give you some argument no-nos that you want to avoid because they're just not going to help you get to any kind of resolution. Yeah. Okay. So no name calling is, I think, a huge one. I think it's very normal to want to be like, oh, you are the stupidest person or whatever the thing that comes. You're just an asshole, I think, is one I've used a time or two. But that's actually only going to anger the other person, as I know you know. And you're not going to do anything with that other than just feel a little bit better until you feel way worse. So no name calling. Right. And then the next one is just to listen to your partner and don't talk over them. A lot of times we're loading the gun to fire back at our partner, but what you really want to do is make sure you're listening to understand, not listening to respond. So that's a really important step because if you're just constantly trying to talk over them, you're just going to fight and perpetuate the problem even more. And then if you don't mean it, don't just agree with them. Like if you're in a point where you just, everyone's frustrated, don't be like, yep, 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 you're right. If you're not actually in a place where you truly do believe that you can say that, like it's it's just going to lead to resentment. So make sure that you're being true and honest with yourself and with your partner. That's right. And then no storming out or leaving the house. And I know sometimes you need to separate spaces, especially if you're occupying the same space and tensions are running high, you might need to remove yourself from the room, but you want to get to a place where you can mutually agree when the conversation break is needed. I love that mutually agree part. That's great because there are times when you probably should pause the conversation. And as long as you are both deciding that together, I think that's a great, a great place to be. Yeah. And when you're mutually agreeing and when you're coming up with that, this is beforehand. This is before the turmoil starting. This is before the fight because it can cause even more of a problem if you're trying to tell the other person how it's going. This needs to be something you agree on together and you set the framework beforehand so that when the time comes, you can be like, hey, we talked about this and then you're like, yeah, you're right. We did. And then you're way, way more able to kind of move on and, and, and go forward. But I think too, I think that you could do that in the heat of the moment. I think that it's perfectly acceptable to be like, Hey, I know we have to revisit this, but are you okay? If we just like take a five minute breather, I just, I need some space. I don't think I'm going to say anything that's going to help us right now. Can I, and as long as you both agree to that, then I think that's fine to interrupt that flow of <laughs> whatever that is horribleness and just Let's take a step back for a few minutes. And then lastly, just not bringing up the past. Oh, mm. we're all so guilty at grabbing onto the past and using that as our ammunition in future arguments. Do not reach back to the past, y'all. It's not helping anyone and it's not helping anything in your current circumstance. Yeah, you should not be like, hey, do you remember in 2010 when you did this exact same thing? Like that is not going to be a cool reminder to the other person. Yeah, and the bottom line is if you want to you wanna have a mature discussion between two adults, which is what both of y'all are. (laughs) Sometimes we don't act that way. Fights have a way of bringing out the middle school version of ourselves. I often think about like, you know, the name calling, the finger pointing, the just, just, it always wraps my mind around like the middle school fights. That's funny. I don't think I was ever in a middle school fight. Well, lucky you, (laughs) (laughs) but you really want to just fight off the urge to be an ass. You want to fight off the urge to be right. And sometimes you just need to tell your ego to step aside and and you'll learn that fights don't have to be such a large issue. They can actually be a productive step forward in your relationship. I like that. A productive step forward in our relationship. Let's keep that. Let's remember that the next time one of us is getting a little snippy. Oh, that's my whole philosophy, baby. (laughs) All right. So obviously... We've been together a while. We've gone through a number of different things over our 17 years together, and we've really grown up together. 
So even though what we've gone through is not what you're going through or will go through, there are still going to be the same trends and the kind of things that will pop up in a relationship. So here we go. All right. The inevitable relationship problems you will experience. And if you haven't yet, you probably will soon. So be prepared and get your game face on. The first one is just getting bored in your relationship. I mean, once you've been together for a long time, you literally start to feel like you know everything about your partner. Look, me and Megan do this podcast together. We work together on multiple businesses. We're always together. And there's plenty of times where I just feel like I literally know everything about her. Like every story she tells, I've heard a hundred times over. (laughs) And you can really fall into a groove and a comfort zone and it's working. And so you don't want to disturb it. And even if things start to kind of bother you, you don't want to bring them up because you feel like you're just in a good place and you don't want to disturb that balance. Yeah. So maybe this one's kind of like an anti-fight. It's like the, you're not fighting. That's right. Yeah. And it can lead to really not feeling challenged in your relationship too, because it's like you're living that perpetual groundhog day. Like every day is the same. This is just what we do on the weekend. And this is what we do after work. And this is what we do for date night. And these are the activities that we like to do together. And these are the activities we like to do apart. And that's not really my thing. And whatever the language is you're using, but that can set boredom into your relationship. Because if you already feel like you can envision exactly what your week, month, and year is going to look like with your partner, that's not bringing back any kind of spark that you had. That's not you know, living in the moment, that's just like living to live. And nobody wants to just live to live. Yeah. I think one of the most fun things that we ever try to do is just when we just take it back to when we were dating. Like I know that one time we just got in the car and drove and we had no idea where we were even going. But that was, I don't know, way over 10 years ago at this point. And we've just never done it since. So we've kind of lost the spontaneity, I think, over the many years we've been together. And I think that really, if you can work towards getting that back, work towards dating again, and just kind of get rid of the monotony that you're feeling and just bring the spark back. Yeah. And I mean, I will say too, there's some comfort in knowing what life will be like each day, but we can still mix it up. We're not saying change everything you do, But a lot of us are guilty of complaining that things aren't changing or that we're bored, but we're not actually changing anything real. Like we're, we're, we'll say, yeah, we need to go on a date night there. Or I'd really like to try that restaurant, but we never actually go out and do it. We just sit there stagnantly and then complain that things aren't changing, but we're not actually actively seeking ways to change it. And so we're going to challenge you with this one just to shake things up, you know, go on a trip, even go on a drive. You can do something new even for both of you. A lot of times that will bring up just new conversations because you're doing a new activity that neither one of you have ever done. Yeah, and keep you bonded. Right. And then this one is is huge. And and a lot of times we get blowback on this, but spending time apart. Like if you're feeling bored in your relationship, find something else that you can do alone because when you're apart, you're going to experience new things separately. And it's only going to give you more things to talk about when you're back together again. And keep you excited to come back together too. Like if I know I'm doing this whatever and I get to come home and tell you about it and we're going to have a whole conversation about it, that seems a lot more fun than just talking about like what we're eating for dinner for the, you know, 4,000th time. 
Right. And then just challenging you like to date again. And I know like in COVID time and all this, like you can't date, but we talk about it often, but it's making sure that you're just having an at home date night. And even if you have kids like we do, trust me, y'all like that's difficult, but you can still make it work. And sometimes it won't. But if you're not planning at all, I promise you it never will. (laughs) Yeah. And you can also just go back to the beginning of your relationship and just kind of relive your old experiences. I remember when we were going through our marital struggles, Brandon gave me this cute picture of us when we first started dating. We were at my cousin's wedding. And as we're recording this podcast, it's still sitting on my desk to this day. So it's just a little reminder of like where we've been and who we have grown up together just kind of becoming now. Right. And you look back and you remember like why you fell in love. Like that's the re- that's the idea. Because like a lot of times we can get caught up in being an adult and being caught up in the world that we live in. And so many things are so important and pulling our attention away. But you want to go back to why did you actually start this relationship? I mean, for me, I can see as I'm staring at this picture, it was Brandon's double ear piercings and his Bala haircut. Do you want me to bring that back? <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly is just finding new ways to express your love to each other. And so just think outside the box. Like if you always get your wife or husband like the same gift every anniversary or you're always doing the same thing or when it's date night, you're always going to like dinner and a movie or you're always just get doing Netflix or whatever. Just do something to mix it up. Change it up completely. And I don't know what that is for y'all, but just find new ways to connect together. Okay. The next problem you're going to face in your relationship is not listening to each other. And I think this is really because no one ever teaches us how to be a good communicator. No one ever is like, okay, here's listening one-on-one. So we're naturally all kind of these terrible listeners and no one's ever been like, all right, here's step one, two, three, and four of how to actually communicate, how to listen, what to do to effectively show the other person that you heard them and understand them and are going to digest and come up with a response to that. Yeah. And this is something you got to be aware of too, because like Meg said, we're just all terrible listeners. I mean, we talk over people when they're talking. We tell them our opinion. I mean, just think about the last time someone was telling you a story and you immediately had a spark in your brain of what you wanted to tell them about it. Like, oh, I tried this new restaurant. Oh, yeah, that restaurant's terrible. You know, me and Meg went there and we had this experience and, you know, just don't go there. But like, you're not listening to anything they're saying. All you heard is they said the restaurant and then that spurred in your mind how you were going to respond. And you're, we're constantly good at just telling other people our opinions, but then we're not actually listening to what they're saying. And we all do this. Like our kids even do this. But like when the room starts to get loud and other people are talking, you just try to be the loudest voice in the room so you can be heard. And we all do this even as adults. And then what gets lost there is you're actually not listening to the other person to understand them or understand anything that they're actually talking about. You're just basically filling in what your brain is naturally triggered to do, which is just to fill in the response of whatever the first thing is that you hear. Absolutely. And you have to be careful too that you're not like brushing off your partner or discounting their feelings. Like I know there have been so many times where Brandon has been like, oh Meg, I you know, I feel stressed. I feel whatever. Just fill in the emotion. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it'll be okay. Like we'll get through it. And like, I'm not really listening. I'm just kind of brushing it aside because I feel like my things are more important and I got to do whatever's next on my task. And I'm not really pausing to listen. I'm just brushing him aside and moving on to the next. 
Right. And we've even adopted a practice where we'll, we'll ask each other in those moments, are you telling me this to like comfort you? Or are you telling me this because you want my opinion for how, like how you should handle it? Because a lot of times there's a disconnect there. Like many times people don't want your opinion. They don't want to know. Sometimes they just want you to listen. They just want to have someone they can tell this to that won't judge them. And they don't want you to like respond. They just want you to be like, yeah, you know, that does stink. You know, I'm sorry that that happened to you rather than, yeah, that stinks. And this is exactly what I would do. And if you would just listen to me and then you would have it figured out, but you didn't listen to me. And then you see how it goes down that like path. And that's not where you want to go. You want to listen. And then maybe you try that. You adopt that habit of asking whether they want to just have comfort or they want you to give your opinion and respond. Mm -hmm. And you know, another dangerous thing about just being in a relationship for a really long time is that you start to assume that you know what they're going to say before they even say it. So you don't even feel like you have to listen. Yeah. And if you find out that you haven't been listening, there's a really simple fix. You just have to create the time and space to actually communicate. And again, this could be planning the time to talk because a lot of times we try to do it in the worst possible times or in a stressful time or in a busy, busy time of the day. But you got to set time and space to communicate with your partner. And in those times, you have to just listen more than you talk. And I mean, really listen. And sometimes this takes like putting yourself in your partner's shoes, like seeing where they come from. Like I've really got to know Meg really well over these 17 years. And so a lot of times I do feel like I know what she's thinking, but by me listening and then being like, okay, well, if I was in her shoes and I look from her perspective, not from my perspective, because it's really easy to look from my perspective and point the finger at everything she's doing wrong. But when I look at it from her perspective with her mindset and what she's dealt with, it opens my mind more clearly to what she's actually thinking and then allows me to adapt as needed. Yeah, I think that's a beginning point for empathy between us too is... When we start to put ourselves in each other's shoes, is that that's when we really start to understand what the other person needs. Yeah, and we can't let busyness and constant distractions keep us from having this communication thing we want. It is the single most important thing you can have in your relationship for it to be successful. Like if you don't have communication, you have nothing. You have nothing. Yeah, and it's sadly one of the things we hear more than anything from other couples as an area that's just kind of struggling. A lot of people have told us that they struggle with communication or finding the time to talk, those kind of things. And I think that's why we just wanted to bring it up earlier in the episode, too, because it's just so important and it will happen. It happens to all of us. Right. And you just got to make it a non-negotiable that you're talking. The problem is we put it out on out there and then it's the first thing to go when when stuff hits the fan. But you really need to prioritize that time and make it happen. The next one is just experiencing doubts about your relationship. I mean, look, forever, if you're married, it's a long time. And doubts are bound to creep in that you maybe you made the wrong choice. And you might start to think that maybe issues just seem unresolvable to you. Or maybe that comparison game of other couples is making you resentful of your own partner because you see they're not showing up in the way that you perceive that the other person is. When issues start to pop up, whether they're big or small, you might start asking if this is the right person for you. I mean, it's human nature to question and explore, and it's absolutely normal to have these feelings pop up. But the important thing here is to not let those doubts throw you. You need to focus in on what those feelings really are. Yeah, and really focusing in on the positive qualities of your partner. 
Like we can a lot of times focus on what's wrong with someone or how we want to fix them. And we lose sight of the fact of why we love them in the first place. Like why they're like most people do have redeemable qualities, but when you start to look for the negative, you always find it. If your doubts are stemming from feeling like your needs aren't being met, then we'd really encourage you to just communicate about the needs that you have that you feel are just not being met by your partner. That's right. And the next thing is just you're too busy or you're just spending less time together. And the th- and look, we're all busy. We're all so busy. And people even love to compare their business. That's how like sick we all are. We love to compare our business and calendar as like a badge of honor that we wear. This can easily start to affect your relationship. And look, career is important. Like doing your side hustle, whatever it is you're working on, it's important. But a lot of times we can use that as a mask or a band-aid to fix our problems that we're having in our relationship. Right. The more you avoid it, the more you don't have to deal with it. And all of a sudden, you don't have to talk about anything. You don't have to have the fight. Yeah. And if you're like finding yourself working longer hours or you're always getting calls or there's things where you're getting pulled away, this can be some signs that there's some turmoil there. And a lot of us are just overscheduling ourselves. Like I said, we have we have our kids and we I know a lot of people, we try not to do this, but I know a lot of people like overschedule their kids and then they complain about not having time with their partner, but they're signing their kids up for every activity because they want to be number one mom or dad. Like you don't have to do that because it's getting in the way of you actually spending time together with your partner. Yeah, if you're constantly on the go separately, you take one kid, you, the other person takes the other kid and go, 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 then you're not going to have any time except maybe at the end of the very end of the day when you're falling all over in bed, dead. (laughs) Right. And look, the disconnect in your schedule, it's just going to create a disconnect in your relationship. Mm -hmm. If you're not ever spending time together, it's going to take a toll to the point where you don't even know like how to spend time with your partner because you've put it off for so long. Yeah, when life starts to get in the way, we still all need to find time for our partners. It's just that important. Let them know they're a priority by how you're acting, not just the words. Don't just say you're important. Put something behind that. Schedule the date. Do the fun thing together. Maybe take a trip. I don't know what you're going to do, but spending the time together is where your relationship really can flourish. That's powerful right there, y'all. It's action that matters not words. And we all know that, but a lot of us are really big at spinning our words, but then our actions don't match that. So if you're going to speak it, then you better be doing it. And then just putting down your phone when you're together. I know it can be hard and then you're getting all the alerts and everything else, but just put down your phone. Don't have it in front of you when you're trying to spend time. Certainly if you're trying to spend time communicating or on a date, and maybe you just leave it in the car when you're on a date or if work's getting in the way, having a cutoff time for your work. And I know that can't always happen because you're bound to get calls. Sometimes we still get calls that we have to handle. Things happen. But that's the exception, not the rule. Oh, and I just wanted to pop in there because I've just recently been seeing so many moms talking about how many, how much guilt they are feeling right now because they're working from home and they're not having a regular cutoff time like they used to. You know, If you're working in the office, then you at some point leave the office, go home and have your night with your kids. But Right now, it's super easy to be at home. And then, you know, all of a sudden, five o'clock comes, you're not quite done. Six o'clock comes, you're not quite done. 6.30, you're like, well, I guess I probably should spend two seconds with the kids. So I'll maybe, you know, start to wind down now. But just 
I think that's important not only for your kids, but in your relationship. And just really everybody in the family needs to be really aware that there has to be a cutoff time for work. It just has to. Otherwise, you're not going to be spending family time together and you're not going to be healthy. Yeah, that's so true. And then putting a date and time on the calendar to be together. And I know that sounds silly to some of you maybe, but like you need to put it on the calendar and schedule it like it was any kind of appointment, like it was an important meeting that you had, like it was a doctor's appointment, and it's got to be a non-negotiable. It can't be the first thing that moves off the list. Everything else should move off the list before you're getting in the way of actually communicating with your partner. So make sure that you put it on a calendar and you stick to it. All right, y'all, that sounds like a good place to stop. We'll be back next week with with even more of these inevitable relationship problems, but we challenge y'all to think through some of the things we talked about. Maybe put a date on the calendar for this upcoming week, and we'll see you back next week. Love y'all. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.